Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Had a lot of fun on today's show. Wayne Gretzky dropped the puck to uh, open things up. And then we had Sportsnet spec Mark Spector. Just before we go to Kelly, more longtime uh, media personality uh, with CJOB out of Winnipeg. Uh, uh, quick note uh, that's been passed along to me. The Milwaukee Bucks are offering Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines to eligible fans 16-plus who are attending the game against the Nets this coming up on Sunday. So the organization has... Uh, taking the initiative uh, that they want uh, people vaccinated. And here is your daily Oilers Now vaccination report. Uh, these numbers, courtesy of the website. We're going to go to our world in data. And COVID-19 vaccine doses administered per 100 people. The updated total in Canada is at 32.61 out of 100. So 32%, 32.6%. About 3% of Canadians have received at least two doses, 3% receiving two doses, but 32.61 doses overall per 100. The U.S. is at 69% right now. And, of course, it's the biggest story of the day. So there you have it. I do want to, however, read one quick text only because the guy's got the greatest handle going alive. Cletus. I mean, when you can pull off the name Cletus, that's saying something. Bob, I'm glad you're excited about the big win last night, but you don't want to get too excited. Um, maybe chill out a bit and have a shot of tequila and relax and have a good day. I always find Bailey's first thing in the morning helps uh, calm the nerves as a rule of thumb. And to be honest with you, today it was Mark Spector who talked about Ryan McLeod being the Oilers' third-line center for the next decade, who I think was a little bit more excited about uh, the Oilers' situation against uh, Winnipeg than I am. I'm actually nervous that what we're seeing in the regular season might not mean anything come playoff time. To get a perspective on Winnipeg, a longtime uh, broadcaster out of Western Canada with CJOB in Winnipeg, he uh, works on uh, their broadcast and pre and post and those sort of things, and we welcome Kelly Moore. Kelly, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? Good stop. Listen, I uh, will have to make this quick because I just uh, managed to get a couple of tickets to a Milwaukee Bucks game. 
See, you're flying down right now, are you? Or driving down? I'm driving down through a bunch of back roads where they'll never catch me. There you go. Uh, how much? How much of uh, of of the pandemic has been? There's there's a there's a guy I know in the broadcast business, and he's he's a talented guy. He works for the Patterson Group, and he writes for uh, uh, he writes for. Uh, the cult of hockey. His name's Kurt Levins, and he tells me all the time, Bob, you got to go to the heart of the lion, uh, the mouth of the lion when it comes to those stories. In other words, you got to go where the number one story is. And for the last 14 months, the number one story everywhere has been about the pandemic. How much of a challenge have you found balancing uh, sport versus providing little snippets of uh, pandemic sort of updates and commentary? Yeah, you know what, Bob? Like it... Uh... You always have to balance it with it is, after all, just a game. And I know it's really important. You know, last night uh, we were, you were on my show and we talked about the passion of Oiler fans and, you know, the great uh, following that you have on Oilers now. Uh, and, and so there is passion and there's caring about it, but it is still minuscule in the big picture of what's happening in our world. So you really do try to provide perspective with what happens in a game, but with what is happening in real life. And, and just a, a prime example, Bob, I've been doing the pregame shows all season long from my home office. The fellows that analyze work from their home offices. We do, we're allowed one guy into the press box. Uh, to come and uh, uh, do the reporting for us, you know, in addition to our broadcast team. But but those are the only on-site people. And yeah. and so, you know, it, it it for the first little while, I'll tell you, it was a strange animal, and I'm almost scared to say it's become uh, a little bit more comfortable doing it this way now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, in the back of your mind, Bob, uh, whenever you're on the air, you're always thinking, okay, is there going to be breaking news? Uh, you know, how well prepared are we to make sure we get the proper and accurate information? Because to me, that's the most important thing. That's the, that is the priority, I think, for us as journalists and broadcasters, is if we're sharing a message, let's be bloody sure that we're sharing an accurate message. Oh, well, it's an interesting time to be a bit of a libertarian in Alberta, I can tell you that right now. All right, Kelly, let's, <laughs> let's, get, to, let's get to the... Uh, Come to Milwaukee with me then. Well, I, I, I've already got it. Hey, I'll, I'll set the record. I've already got the shot, so I've already had yeah. the jab. Uh, let, let's do this. Uh, last night, and we had Wayne Gretzky open the show only because, you know, Wayne's kind enough to give us time about uh, six to eight times a year. I mean, Connor McDavid is, that was a virtuoso performance, to say the least. Um, as you're sitting there from, from a, a Jets fan's perspective, dealing with your callers after the game, was there exasperation or was there also a tipping of the hat saying, man, we're watching some guy that's doing something pretty special right now. Yeah, you know, and that gets lost in the passion, I think, Bob. You know, all the uh, uh, the focus was on how the Jets got lit up, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck is a Vezina Trophy winning goaltender but couldn't stop Connor McDavid. And, and, I mean, this guy is special. There is absolutely no doubt about it. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm watching it from a little bit of a different lens. I, I'm a hockey fan. I, uh, you know, I, I cover the games for the Winnipeg Jets, but I admire greatness. And that's what Connor McDavid is. And, you know, early in this series, he was kind of the setup man. And now all of a sudden, he's scoring goals by the bushels. I mean, it is phenomenal what he has done. 
fun in this head-to-head matchup. You know, with the seven goals and the 19 points and the plus 14 ranking. So he's not just doing it at one end of the ice. And that's the other part of his game that I think gets lost with the brilliance that he shows offensively, Bob, is just what a responsible player he's become in all three zones. Kelly Moore joining us from CGOB in Winnipeg. Kelly, uh, is there consternation and frustration and exasperation right now with Jeff's fans uh, with the way the team's playing? Because they were a pretty consistent team for about the first 40 games of the season. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the one underlying factor always was, Bob, there was a lot of nights in that consistency uh, that Connor Hellebuck uh, was probably overshadowing a lot of uh, the uh, of the blemishes, if you will, uh, with some spectacular goaltending. And when Connor Hellebuck, and I don't even want to say he was average last night, like he didn't have a hope in Hades on uh, most of those goals. The Jets just played poorly. So, I think uh, uh, there is concern, as as there would be, I think, in any market, uh, when you lose four in a row on home ice and you get outscored 18-5 to in the process, and it's against the two teams you're going to have to try to get through uh, in your division come the playoffs. So, sure, there's concern, and as fans, they're probably not looking at it from a big-picture point of view, uh, looking at it from more of an extreme vantage point. Uh, so I, I would say that, uh, you know, certainly from – if you take a more pragmatic approach to it, are the Jets going to be this bad for the rest of the year? No, I don't think so. I think they're they're too good of a hockey club uh, to stay in a slide like this for this length of time. But uh, the bottom line is they've learned some valuable lessons that they were getting away with. So now the question is, how long does it take, Bob, for that to kick in, uh, you know, for the realization uh, to, to, to come through the whole hockey club, not just a few of the players, but the entire team, uh, that you just can't play the way that they tried to play that game last night. Like, how many hope and a prayer passes were there uh, that wound up on Oilers' sticks? And specifically, you know, when it's uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, well, that is just a recipe for disaster. Nikolai Ehlers, did, were you guys able to specify which hit it was that got injured and what the actual injury was? They wouldn't say, but I'll tell you what, Bob, like he went into the corner. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the game on Saturday I did. night. Yep. But yeah, okay, so he goes in, if you're, if you're watching from home, from the camera point of view, he was down in the right corner of the leaf zone, took the hit from Muzzin, and he looked uncomfortable skating back up along the boards to get to the bench. And then when he was on the bench, you know, he kind of had that, scrunch like an accordion type look to him so the only thing and and this is purely a guess we have received no information uh from the jets other than its upper body uh but because of the fact that it's at least a a two to three week uh type of uh, injury uh, i don't think it would be something as severe as a clavicle but it might be you know like a minor shoulder sprain something along that line there and that's why they're hopeful and confident but not guaranteed uh, that he'd be ready to go for game one of the playoffs. The uh, Oilers, Jujar Kara, basically, you know, he got dropped in a fight. It was scary against Brett Ritchie. You can chuck him. Uh, and and then subsequent to that, took a just a, a not a 
punishing hit, but a finishing hit that was not a headshot courtesy of, of Romanoff, and uh, that's two in a span of about two and a half weeks. So that has people a little bit nervous around the Oilers organization because Kara has emerged as a pretty consistent player this year. Yeah. Where, are we at, where are we at right now with Adam Lowry? Because Adam Lowry's on a completely different level than, than Kara as a player. He's a better player than Jujar. He's an important part of what the Jets do. Yeah, he sure is. And, you know, and that was evident in the five-year extension that he was signed to because, Bobby, as you know, uh, when was the last time the Jets signed a player to an extension in season? It, it happens very rarely with this franchise. I'm not sure what Edmonton's like, but I know with this franchise, uh, it very rarely happens. So that's what they think of Adam Lowry. And, yeah, it, Paul Maurice told us that he passed all the tests, so it is not a concussion. Uh, but, you know, uh, there was last year, it would have been early in the year, probably uh, late October, early November. I remember the play specifically. It was in Chicago, and he got taken out from behind by Drake Kajula, who was playing for the Hawks at that time. And he, I, I don't think he was ever the same for the rest of last season after that. And, and so when Paul made mention that, you know, with neck and head uh, situations, you'd never, ever risk anything, I just wonder maybe uh, with the way that he got hit by Galchenyuk, because I, I don't think it was a dirty hit by Galchenyuk. I, I think Adam was reaching for a little bit, so I don't think he was upright. Otherwise, Galchenyuk wouldn't have got him in the head. Uh, but uh, I, I think there, because of the previous issue, and, and we haven't had a chance to ask them about that because they'd never tell us anything as specific about an injury, and, and I get that. Uh, but I, I'm thinking, Bob, that that might be why they're being a little extra cautious. Uh, he had the gold jersey, the non-contact jersey on for the morning skate yesterday. They did have a skate today. Uh, I wasn't at the rink, so I apologize. I'm not able to tell you whether he was in a full contact jersey or not. Uh, but he's in that day-to-day category. I'd be shocked if he played tomorrow. I think it would be probably more likely that they try to get him back in the lineup for Montreal on Friday. Kelly Moore joining us. One final one for you, Kelly. Uh, it's interesting. Like, to me, the Jets have done more with less. I know we brought this up last night. You know, we traveled through the States the last several years, and I have conversations with, you know, American writers, and they, they comment on, you know, Canadian teams at times. And, of course, there's a lot of focus on Edmonton because they got McDavid and Drysaddle. But one of the things sure. I tell them, I tell them, I go, you do realize Winnipeg's got the, the richest owner in the entire league by a wide margin. <laughs> but they don't run the, their organization that way through true north and through mark chipman of course we're talking about david thompson uh as the owner but the one thing i i I do does your market appreciate that the jets have maybe done more with less they they they, they can't sign a jacob true but he won't commit to the market will they turn around and get neil pionk who might actually be a more effective and a less expensive player than jacob like there's something about what the jets do and the grittiness and the grind that they have that allows them to be competitive. Agree or disagree? Uh, no, I agree with that. And, and part of that, too, though, is the culture that they've developed here. Like, Bobby, when you take a look at their contracts, is there another franchise in the National Hockey League that has more team-friendly contracts than the Winnipeg Jets? You know, you take a look at Mark Scheifele, $6.125 million, seriously, for a guy who's you know consistently in the top ten scoring. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is on a very team-friendly contract, I would say that. 
that Kyle Connor, uh, you know, a pretty established goal scorer, making $7 million a year. I don't think there's any doubt he'd make more somewhere else. Nikolai Ehlers falls into that category. He committed long-term for, you know, uh, what I would consider would be a very win-win type of situation. Now Adam Lowry took a five-year extension, went from $2.9 million to $3.25 million. And, and so I think what they've tried to sell their players on is, you know what, if, if we have those two or three megastars that we're paying uh, 10 or $11 million a year to, it's going to be difficult to keep the band together, so, so to speak, or it puts a tremendous pressure on your organization to make sure you're right. And this is where I really uh, respect the job that Kenny Holland and the people have done in Edmonton and, of course, Dave Tippett's coaching. You know, through this series, it was always uh, thought of, well, if they load up with McDavid and Dreisaitl, then that leaves Edmonton exposed in their bottom nine forwards. Well, I don't know what it's been like against other teams, Bob, but in this series, as you well know, Edmonton's bottom nine, and with a heap and helping from uh, Mike Smith, have done a fabulous job of uh, negating Winnipeg's supposed superior depth up front. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the Jets have gone that way. Having said that, though, they've been uh, pretty close and snugly to the cap here for the last couple of years, and uh, with some of the deals that they have to do, still with Andrew Kopp and Neil Pionk, who are restricted free agents, uh, they're going to be pretty close to that uh, ceiling for that flat cap of 81.5 again this year. Kelly, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Bob, always a pleasure, man, and uh, we leave at 5.30 for Milwaukee. Be on the bus. All right, good stuff. There you have it. That's Kelly Moore out of CJOB in Winnipeg. Again, the uh, Bucks offering uh, free Pfizer shots for anybody over the age of 16. Time to go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork in Cabinetry, a legacy of excellent make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality visit scottarthurmillwork.com today tonight team canada u18 dylan gunther of the edmonton oil kings several other top prospects for the upcoming 2021 nhl entry draft 7 p.m team canada against sweden sweden's got some excellent uh defense prospects what a surprise uh so check that out and we'll continue to monitor uh, all of the prospects for the upcoming NHL entry draft. We've talked a lot about Gunther and Coastal. We've talked a bit about the three kids from the Michigan Wolverines of the American program. It's going to be really interesting to watch. Do you want to tell you there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than a task when Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is open six days a week to serve you while they follow all of the COVID protocols to protect both you the customer, as well as their staff. Uncle Bill was telling me they're low on used vehicle inventory right now. Makes it the perfect time to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, you can reach them at one 477 3673 They can lend you a hand. You can visit Brent Ridge at BrentRidge.com. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. All April, enjoy a free 2-liter Coke product with the purchase of any two large pizzas. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. As we head into this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti, the newest travel. You know what, Brendan? It's often been said, you know, we open the show with Wayne Gretzky today, and this little bit in this day in Oilers history 
is tied, kind of, to Wayne Gretzky. This guy will tell you that he was the biggest part in that deal. Go for it. <laughs> Back in 1960, on this day, former Oiler Mike Krushelniski is born in Montreal, Quebec. He played 14 NHL seasons, including four here in Edmonton. He put up uh, 226 points in 290 games as part of three Stanley Cup championship teams before being traded along with the great one and Marty McSorley to Los Angeles in August of 1988. He had a big 40-goal season for the Oilers in 84-85. Uh, he came from from uh, Boston, uh, did uh, Crucial Niski uh, at that time, and uh, he was a pretty good player for Edmonton for a number of years. Um, let's see, the Oilers got Linsman for Ristolainen, and then they flipped Linsman after they won the Cup in 84 for Crucial Niski. Got a little bit more size up front. Speaking of Boston, uh, people were asking, I know Mark Spector and myself had a conversation about Jake DeBrusque, what he would need to be qualified at. He's in the middle of a two-year deal. Uh, courtesy of Hart uh, Levine from Puckpedia, DeBrusque would need to be qualified at $3.858 million in the summer of 2022. So thank you, Hart, for getting back to us on that front. We will tell you that tomorrow... Full preview of the Oilers' return engagement with the Winnipeg Jets. Guests will include from the NHL uh, Network for Mattress Superstore, Brian Lawton, the Cult of Hockey's David Staples, and our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. What does uh, Reed Wilkins have coming up tonight, Brendan? You're going to hear from uh, NHL on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy and, uh, well, NHL on Sportsnet analyst Anthony Stewart as well. There you go. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll have a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Then we get into the 630 afternoons with Jalen Nye. Residents of Alberta's continuing care facilities and their families will have more freedom to visit one another as of May 10th. A change that Premier Kenny says has been made possible by COVID-19 vaccines. But the rules won't be made mandatory for all residents and will vary on a site-by-site basis. The executive director of the non-profit Canterbury Foundation, Wendy King, will join Join Jalen and I to share her thoughts about this after the 2 o'clock news. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.